0: And how much work effort are you you trying to do to entertain everybody in the room when most people in the room are never going to be a paying customer?
1: What the issue is, is that he no longer has the relationship with the company that he once had. But now what he's discovering is that he's having to start... He's now a newbie like us.
0: In the Room 52, Jokers wild.
1: We were, we were talking about marketing uh, because that's a part of the process that we're actually starting to go through. And just before we get into the marketing, I, I suddenly started to uh, realize that I'm putting on a little bit more beef. I'm having too much beef and I need to start exercising. So I spent a bit of time on the bike, just trying to, not just the exercise bike, to try and see if I could lose a few pounds. It doesn't happen that quickly, but at least if I started today, I'm monitoring the food. But I'm not going to go and use all the marketing things about slimming and all that kind of stuff i'm just going to have a crack and see what happens and i've normally been successful and haven't followed haven't followed what everybody else says that you should do and i'm just wondering if that's an approach we should take to marketing what do you think Garvin?
0: no <laughs> no Go on the slimming well yes, yes and no. no now i've heard i heard a few different things there one was brand you you're you're trying to you're setting goals whether you put them down or made them formal or not to, oh i've set them, the Wait, set them down i have set them down yeah oh well you've set them down yeah. you've written them down so the strat the goal is there and you've set a goal you may not have set a target yet you might know oh, I, I have i, I, I have, was have a stone to myself, and a half we've <laughs> set targets i want to lose a stone you might want to lose a stone. It's a hard target. It, it, no, it's not. It might not be a hard... It's a target weight yep. that you'd like to lose. But it might not be a hard target in terms of by when. You know, and, oh, by, and so by you, Christmas. you might say, I want to... <laughs> by Christmas. <laughs> no, okay, absolutely. we're giving ourselves plenty of leeway. Anyway. We're in you know, at the end of August. So September, four months, four months or three and a half. We call it three to lose a stone. Yes. I think I'm on the same goal and target. Now the process you mentioned, we're not going to follow slimline this or, or 20 push-ups of that from X, Y, and Z. But we, now we're saying what's the methodology? Well, how are we going to achieve this target uh, or di- like uh, this how are we going to meet this goal or aim uh, by or on this particular target weight Counting calories. by deadline of yeah. You're going to count calories. Well, I'm going to. I know I'm starting to kick it up a gear with my not my two daughters now. We're at the button, the kick bag in the gym. We've got the the the, the bike at the walking bike, whatever you want to call it. Or no, not the bike. It's the the walker yeah, in, yeah. in in there as well. And we've got Chloe Ting on YouTube. That's what we were originally doing. My, do- my my daughter that's big into kickboxing is now saying, Forget Chloe, we're now gonna start doing kickboxing workouts. So at least it's in line with what she does as a as a as a hobby mm-hmm. or as a passion. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying I need to start it again because i'm starting to get lackadaisical there lately whereby it was seven days a week half an hour every morning all of a sudden went to five then three and a half and then suddenly it fell away but when i looked at what i did in the last two months i did lose half a stone it took a while but i I didn't set a target but now i've actually got a bit of affirmation that you were doing something you'd cut down the rubbish you were doing some exercise and it led to this loss of weight and people like did. big thing was people down the town and people I hadn't seen in a while in that same time and were going you're looking good you've lost some weight and, and they were saying it and they seen it before i saw it and that was now an affirmation to go do more and it was a reassurance that you're doing the right well, my, my thing problem and the is,
1: process you're using yeah my problem is that i hadn't seen someone in a long time and he says oh george you've lost weight and i kind of go no i ballooned out slightly you're lying
0: you're lying <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Where, where do you see that hang on have you been to Specsavers? do you need to get some new glasses or something because <laughs> i definitely put some weight on <laughs> and, and that's what's happening
0: in the lockdown people are stopping yes and then what's happening is there's lockdown spread people are not going out they are not doing an awful lot of the exercise they were doing outside before maybe they don't have it in the space of in their house or at the end of the road and they're under they're also comfort eating or maybe they're not going out so much so they're eating more and just don't realize it and that's a big something that's going on out there it's it's weight being put on less less exercise happening to an awful lot of people so we have to proactively make a decision to instigate or put a process in place to cut... One thing I'm actually just sort of remembering now is yesterday, this entire family started to open up a notebook and start to say what we're eating. Everyone's listening, whether it be a pint of water or a biscuit or a snack or or the main meal or if we go out and have a cappuccino, put it all down because we're all lying through our teeth as to what we think we're doing versus what we're actually doing. And And this is now...
1: Evidence and, that, and that's okay. I mean, one of our other episodes was about being honest, and the thing is, you've got to be honest with yourself. And part of that process is writing down exactly uh what you're doing and measuring your food. We've started to measure we our food on our scales precisely what it says. No, no, that's too far, no, too far, no, too quick. No, 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 no. But we've we've been doing that for quite some time because what ends up happening is that what we'd noticed a few months, well, quite a few months ago, was that we end up kind of go, oh, that's not enough, and we throw more in. And then you end up finding you got twice as much as what you needed because you just guesstimated. Whereas I think doing a little bit of measurement and just sort of coca, okay, try it out, experimenting and seeing what happens, and, and you actually feel better when you when you don't have Now, I don't much. know whether you
0: watch Alan Partridge and his big place. No, I so I'm, I'm thinking what you actually need is little plates yes. and smaller portions we did that and like, <laughs> we did that you know. now <laughs> you might find you're also doing little play- plates smaller portions and then eating more often to make up so it's actually to keep to the breakfast now i know nothing and you probably know nothing yeah. about never mind exercise and eating healthy we just know if we're not not yeah. exercising and not eating healthy because the evidence is in the mirror and in the sluggishness and the energy levels. Yep. And we sort of, yeah, mid-50s, we know we, we can't we're not we shouldn't be surprised that you know there's a little bit of extra excess weight there. Cause I've never exercised in my life. I like my my desserts, so I'd go straight to dessert, forget mains. Actually, i do mains after dessert. It's not that I forget <laughs> the mains. I'd even chuck in starter. So if I go out, it's starter main and dessert predominantly dessert and followed by coffee is none of this i'll skip one and go to the other. no no no. you're out you're out you go out out as they say it, it's it's right this is not marketing but i think it is i think it's you start forget your business start with you are your business you're the face of your business you're, if you're the owner yeah. or, or, or main character in it start with yourself are you healthy do you look well brand you now you've got to be around for the business or for yourself later on so it's your life so that's what's happening i'm looking in the mirror not happy we mentioned it before are we happy with what we see and that's just the 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 visual you know am i too fat too no i'm too short can't do much about that mike i might get you know high heels but you know i need to look a little bit healthier and that's going to come down to exercise and weight and i think and energy levels and i think that's exactly where we both arrive together this is very important the best start to go marketing is market yourself on brand you and then when you get that process going Focus on the business and do the same for the health of the business.
1: Well, I think one of the things that's quite interesting, uh, just comparing, l- watching your weight and watching how marketing goes, because it, I know that in the past when I've applied certain processes, uh, such as I use something called My Fitness uh, Pal, and it, it I, I, I actually do as you said, as opposed to writing in my logbook, I actually put down what the meals are and count up the calories for every day, and then if I do some exercise, like today I went and used the the exercise bike and okay, I did only five kilometers, so I lost 100, 100 calories, but they all count, you know, so you can put those in. And being honest, and there's some days where I go over and there are other days I go under, but you've got to get that balance right. Because if you go under, you could end up putting weight on because you're not eating enough and your body's going into starvation mode. And then if you're over, you just feel sluggish and you just kind of feel... Wr. But the exercise is quite good... Um, trying to get into that kind of regime, not that I used to do it, but one of the things I found was that when I exercise, because the blood's going around your brain, you actually feel a bit more alive and you don't feel sluggish. So it just helps just to kick you into that kind of process of doing things. But we are testing things out and we can see results from that. And in the marketing side, that's one area that always seemed to confuse me because I thought, well, in everything else, I I can do little tests, I can see what happens and I can get a response. But as yet, we still have to learn that aspect or get the volume coming through to see how do we measure whether we're being successful, whether we're streamlining our processes or not? Well, no, I
0: think there's two weird contradicting or no conflicting uh, things there. We're, when we think of branding, are we brand you? Are we dressing to impress? I mean, my my wife just said, that, like, I didn't know yesterday. She culled my wardrobe. I went in and all of a sudden all my clothes fit in the wardrobe but what happened is 20 shirts the dead man and fat man shirts on one of our earlier episodes they're probably gone to the local charity shop or the bin or recycling and they're gone now she's also taking out my my work suits of yesteryear in terms of these are the ones I go to my brand consultant me when I was an accountant or business intelligence consultant going into an office type environment, dressed to impress as a consultant. So you're wearing the shirt and ties or the or the hive uh, suits. So they're now not the casual sport jacket type of look and feel. They're now hived off to a wardrobe somewhere in this house. They're not, unless I need them, I'm not gonna be ever going to be wearing them again. I'm gonna be wearing I what well, I call my Cosmo Kramer look. I'm going for the funny Flurry, outrageous shirts, and maybe sport type jacket type or casual jacket. That's that. That's the look I want to go for forward. It's less formal but smart, maybe smart casual with a little little hint of uh, extravagant or extrovert. So, but the the, the wardrobe has been cold. Brand the the old me brand you is has been moved aside we can dip we can find it again and we require it for some type of customer but it's no longer brand me so that and my wife is in agreement and therefore what's in the wardrobe and going forward needs to reflect reflect that now that's just how i'm turning up now on on these shows now we're putting these little promos or subsets of these shows out there on, let's say, LinkedIn. And that's our a, a brand. We're putting up a, more of a context of branding. We're not saying, don't worry about the content for a second because someone has to actually stop and press play. And we're going, but on the, on the cover, if this visual goes by them, what they're seeing is me and you dressed to impress. or And we're also starting to frame the promo with with better um, copyright or italics and maybe imagery in terms of the backdrop. And that framing now in the last six to eight weeks has moved from, as you said, just whatever was in the background in terms of holding up the camera and doing a selfie to we're controlling what's in the background going forward. And and the look and the feel of the color scheme, what's being said in the text and what piece of uh, Vocal, we're going to present them out of the show, out of the main show, being the call to action or tagline. So if they do stop and press play, this we feel is more brand does. We look well, the cover looks well, and what has been said hopefully will have a value or, or if nothing more than an entertainment value or information value to whoever presses play. So the brand does. Is, is there's communication strategies there visual strategies branding strategies marketing there's a bunch of strategies and and i've and being, being process driven now now the bit you talked about there for a second is do we know it's having an effect the strange thing in social media land is the algorithm if you're not tagging your, your 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 videos correctly or you're not putting in your seo type words or search engine search search engine optimization tagging and word and description and titles then it's a lovely looking you with some great value to say that might as well be under the bed because the machine the ai is not putting it forward to anyone in particular and least of all Who you believe to be your target market. So this misalignment or lack of understanding for us of how to play with the ghost in the machine to get our content or our story or our product or service in front of an intended audience is going to be hard to do for us being too old lads with, with, le- with the least knowledge of that area so i've gone on for a little while there i <laughs> let you back in but there's two a bunch of different things going on there at the same time
1: yeah and i, and I think what's interesting for me because as you were talking there, i was thinking that we've gone that we've now as opposed to the 16 by 9 frame we've gone for the square frame uh which seems to actually take up more room on the uh, linkedin page when it actually when you scroll down so you're not being distracted by other things that are going on and from a design aspect, I'm feeling like I'm designing record covers, like the old record covers to actually attract uh, people. That's brilliant. brilliant. On YouTube, yeah. it's the opposite. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's really. Well, it was a decision from following the so-called influencers in the Americas, the Shea robots of the world, the Jonathan Parmers, and who we believe are doing the right things and are getting that visibility on the LinkedIn's, were taking our learnings and direction for from are for what we see first of them and their customers and it's just framing and we're realizing for us to be seen on a par with other content providers on this platform our, our framing before you press play and anyone else is out there has to be at least as good if not better if they have a higher following and you have less because of a like for like comparison your unknown customer or audience member, which one, if they've only got a minute, are they going to press play on? It is the one most likely presented the best and more than likely has the most to say, which is relevant to them. So we're going to have to be considered of these potential audiences in time. And that time is coming very, very close. We already are, but we're we've learning, we're learning our art we're framing ourselves we're putting our brand does front and center in this one platform for the moment being linkedin and now it's the what is it we're trying to say and who are we trying to say it to and will they listen and most of all what that platform wants in that first hour from what we're learning is will they Look at it. Will they like it? Will they react to it? Will they comment on it? And will they help us by doing all the above to get the next person the opportunity to see and hear and do the same based on beating the algorithm, which we're not really in control of?
1: Well, actually, there's something, because as you were talking, I was starting to think a bit more about that, because one of the biggest problems when we talk about AI is everybody gets really scared and thinking AIs are better than human beings. The reality is they're not. They're actually, they don't understand what we understand. They understand things in a different, quite often simple way. And the algorithms, all they're trying to do is look at the retention that the video actually brings to the uh, uh, to the to the site. It also is looking to see what engagement people then actually have. That's all it knows. And then if it gets those two right, it kind of goes right. That now equals we'll promote it to another group of people. So you've got to, you've got to play to that little algorithm. The other thing is it doesn't know what your content is. It has no other idea. The only way it knows that your content may be of interest is if a lot of people are reacting to it. So we've got two things or that you we're tell having us. to do: or, tag or you us. tag exactly. it, or you tell yeah. it. So you've got a combination of those so so you may produce the best video in the world but if no one knows about it or they don't react to it then the algorithm will say well that's no good we it's not keeping everybody on our platform we'll just kick it off the platform but if you that's why those little things that are silly little things like the cat jumping on top of my head or garvin's head at that particular point in time Mm -hmm. and maybe we could do a little animation of that that might sort of Interest people if we do something kind of wacky, then uh, that will actually drive an audience there because people are reacting. They they're reacting to things being said or stuff that's happening, and it's creating a storm. That all these platforms love because no, it keeps people I, actually,
0: There is a very interesting. There is a very interesting thing because. If you're talking YouTube and the TikToks, then the cat on the head and this little moment of viral entertainment that everybody on the planet will will like, but everybody on the planet is not your potential customer. So when we go, we're just we're getting distra- We personally are getting distracted by you know, all these platforms that are for different types of audiences and the content in order to get that volume audience has to be a different type of content to garner this this interaction. So we're not going to become a YouTube star anytime soon unless it's going to be by accident. You know, because we're not going to try and get 20 million viewers on a constant basis by 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 throwing cats in the air and painting them pink and put poker dots on them. We don't we're not we're not Looking for that type of audience uh, or that type of work at the moment. Maybe we will in the future, but what is it now? So on, on the basis of what it is we might be doing and what, it, where our audience might be, which might be on LinkedIn for a second, because we're trying to understand at least one platform where we can learn all, learn some processes, get our acting gear. Brand ourselves a bit, you know, use it as a focus to understand the types of algorithms out there and the type of things we should be doing in terms of descriptions, titles, tags, uh, SEO words on whatever platform. It has to be done on all of them and it's slightly different for each one. And then, even again, depending on what the content is, you can do all the above. But if you've got a million competitors doing something similar and they're higher ranked, then you're on page 99 of Google and forget about it on page 2000 of uh, of YouTube. Not going to happen unless there's a viral something that re-ranks you now with linkedin what's interesting and what we're we can it's back to this worry and losing face and giving up and imposter syndrome it's when we look at the influencer that might not have been there last year and now is here this year and all of a sudden there's four hundred thousand followers and connections and it's putting content out left right and center and there's loads of likes and shares and comments. And then you realize you got, well, I've only got 5,000. I don't know half of them. I don't know 99% of them. Nobody does. No one knows that number of people. They're just potential customers or interested people in similar industries that we're connected to because the, the machine said so, put it in front of us and suggest that if you like that person, you might like this one, do you want to connect? So enough of that that goes on. It's you're connecting in the hope. That later on, they might know someone else or refer or give a testimonial or they might need your services. But back to the LinkedIn's the 300,000 followers on the LinkedIn, your 3,000 likes for putting a pussycat out there with a hairdo. How much of that converts to a customer? Very, very little. Are any of those 300,000 your actual potential customer? I don't really know. I think high value, low volume is more important the high volume, low value. So we're going in, we might have 5,000 connections between us or 10,000 hopefully in the next year. And we're thinking they're all in industries that might be of interest based on age profiles of what we're doing and suggesting that our target market may lay in there with these individuals. Most of them are based in the UK or Ireland and therefore could be customers if they have to come and have a physical presence later on. So it's it's what who is your follower who is your connection, and how much work effort are you, are you trying to do to entertain everybody in the room when most people in the room are never going to be a paying customer.
1: And I think that comes back to the idea that you it, you focus in on on who you think your potential customer is, um, and start to identify them. And I think we're we're starting to get there through the processes that we're going through. Uh, we were-
0: and that's it. Your your content should be the same. It shouldn't give. I, that's what I was trying to get. I think as a summary, it's don't start putting pussy in yeah. because we can. Yeah, yeah. Yo, there's no point. The, what what we trying to do. Who who's that for? It's to get fifty thousand people to like it, but it's nonsense for us as a business. It, if the, but, if we're interested in coaching or video yeah. or mentoring or whatever it is. I think I think you should be reflecting what your business is.
1: Yeah, One of the biggest problems that you hear, though, and I've heard customers say that we need to make a video that uh, goes viral and you kind of go, no, you don't want to make a video that goes viral because that doesn't that'll entertain a huge amount of people and then they'll go off to the next thing. What you want to do is to is to be precise about what it is that you're you're actually trying to sell to your customer. Without selling, and really what you should be doing is building up relationships because you don't know what it is that person wants to try and solve. And all of a sudden, if you build up the relationship with them and you get to see them on their journey, you can start to help influence them what they might need. To, to be more successful doing and quite often it's how do they save money how do they how do they shortcut things uh, but still with a kind of quality <laughs> got to keep that quality in but
0: it's not my reason an interesting little exactly no, no it's it's most time it's, it's it's down to everything is nearly down to money if you're selling something it's what why would someone be buying it it's usually to reduce costs or increase profitability. Or if it's not that type of business B2B type thing, if it's a B2C, which is business cons- like end consumer, it's I'm buying something to consume, you know, to, to or to own or to to give me enjoyment or entertainment value, but still it's it's solving it's not as a, not a pain point or a problem, it's it's a want or a need, or even beyond that. So it's all this Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is is it you know, a need, is it a want, is it an entertainment, is it, is it a gift to myself, is it an exact, like a extravagance, or an ex- like, it doesn't really matter what wants, if I, if the customer is willing to pay for it, uh, no, given crime aside and all the others, but, but it's... Well, I think, um, I, if I just... We should, you nearly got to step back yeah. and go, what is it we want to be selling in the first place? You can have a relationship with a million people out there and they'll all want something different, but it's pointless trying to go, it's, what do we want to sell? And why do we want to sell it? And normally, you're trying to align what it is the business is selling with what the customer wants to buy, and whether it be a pain point or a pleasure point they're trying to solve. You're going, you're. It's, it's. They were willing to part with money for something it is that you can offer that's better. Or perceived to be better than your competitors offering. And more or may not, it might be better, but if they're unaware of you, then this is where you're going. Yeah. Your competitors could be out there with a with a less than, than, than quality offering, but they're front and center because of their marketing, and therefore because of the, their customers' awareness of them and their product and availability and et cetera, et cetera. So we're new to the market. Yeah no one knows you exist. So, now you're going you got to make yourself known. Now you got to put yourself front and center in that competitive profile as being you know competitor 1, competitor 2, both offer a similar product, why would a consumer pick you over your competitor. Why are you better? Why are you more value? Why are you... Is that yeah, value I, perception. No, I, I think uh, a lot yo. of
1: people go into that kind of... And they get so hyped up that on LinkedIn, I get so many people coming to me and selling me their wares. Whereas all I want... I, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm not in the market just yet. But one of the... Th- You're not even in the market to buy. No, no but <laughs> let, me, let me just put across something that that came, I came across this morning. Because of the, uh, the, the pandemic, a lot of people have been put on... On furlough, and what's happening at the moment is a lot of HR people are now having to try and decide whether or not they can keep those people on once they don't have the funds and grants available from the government. One of my one of the guys I'm I'm in a meeting with uh, locally, he was saying that the big problem that he's now having is that some of the people that were suppliers to him that he got on really well, he's now ringing up and finding they're not there what the issue is is that he no longer has the relationship with the company that he once had because they were able to solve problems for him in a way that really worked for his his model but now what he's discovering is that he's having to start he's now a newbie like us even though it's with the same company because he's now got a new connection and he's having to redevelop that that um Uh, connectivity relationship, relationship with those people and now all of a sudden what was fast for him to do to make sure he could supply to his customers in a very effective and efficient way he's now discovering that that process is now stretching longer which is going to cost more money in the long run and may actually eventually lose him his his relationships with his 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 frontline customers because of the way that this whole system has now started to break down. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people, they're just right. We have to get the sale. We have to get the sale. We have to get the sale. And all they talk about is the sale and you actually get bored with those people. Mm-hmm. But there are other people who they, there they listen to what you're talking about and they come and they insert nice little solutions. And there, those people bring more value. I think than those ones that are just hard selling because you <laughs> Because you kind of go, right, I don't want to go into that now. There's a there's, an un- no, or there's, a, there's, there's a kind of interesting th- relationship that needs to be developed, yeah. and I think that's what I'm inter- I'm interested in in long term relationships that we can build up. And I think through this medium, we're now starting to show how we can work with other people because we're working with one another and we're helping to mentor one another, and that's, we are building up that's a good what they strong say relationship. On LinkedIn. Yeah,
0: they say turn up, turn up consistently. You know, provide value consistently, and in time, you're you're there. You're there consistently over time, giving value, and you no ask. You didn't go to the the one the one no no that keeps on coming back on multiple bits of content on LinkedIn and by the way, influence and all the rest of it is. So I I connected to somebody, and within fifty seconds, I had a for sale. Will you buy this? This is what I'm selling. You know, bum, bum, bum. You're going, don't know you. Didn't know you 10 seconds ago. Don't know you now. Don't care. Wasn't looking for anything. Didn't ask for anything. And you're just taking up my time. And like you're going to hard sell. So hard sell, unless you're fluky, is a total no-no. Because it's as you said about relationships and the relationships being between B2B and B2C is, you know, it might be it's a one, what we're selling could be a one-off item that like once you sold it, like you bought it once, you're never going to buy it again. But do you want a relationship? Well, you do, you want the relationship to be what you sold was of good value, good quality, and has a guarantee. And they got that, they were happy with it. And they told the next guy and their friend that you might like one too. So in a relationship, the tangibility of that relationship might be very intangible, but it's more this reassurance of, they've spent their money well, and they've got somewhere to go back to. Now, this other one, the B2B one, whereby you want to keep on selling, and you want them to keep on buying and tell everyone you're happy because you're selling them something more than once, is you don't want to mess up at the beginning because you don't get the second sale and the third sale. And even like the Airbnbs out there and the trip advisors, if you get one bad review in a restaurant or on a stay, it doesn't matter what went before for the 100, Bad news travels faster and further than good news. So it's about keeping that quality and value perception out there on a consist- consistent basis. So we, what we're doing in terms of back to the beginning of the show was marketing. It's 101 is turn up, brand you. Doesn't matter if no one's buying anything yet. You're selling yourself, your the business you represent down to the clothes you wear and what it is you're saying and how you're saying it and the language you're using and where you're turning up we're going to turn up on linkedin big time and you know more the other channels in time we'll get to understand them but in priority order we're turning up on a channel we understand we're going for a high value low volume for a relationship for testimonial for continuity of you know for continuity of journey of relationship so we can be consistently there consistently turn up and each time we turn up we pivot and we iterate and we add more value to finally we reach that perceived point that people know you recognize you understand you they they, they're aware of the brand and they know you're there and consistently turn up and are happy to see, happy to hear what you might say today and to give you that chance to press play.
1: So in conclusion, because we're coming to the end of the show, we have to create the right image. And what we've been talking about all the way through is creating, bringing that stomach in, toning up a little bit better so we can actually produce the right image. Also about developing relationships so they could be long-term relationships so that you'll seem to be reliable with a person that you can actually go to and they know that you'll have success for them in some form or fashion. It's all about relationships, not about making big, big noises, just solving problems. And that's what we're now starting to do and find and discover through the marketing process that we're going through, which is a journey. So we hope you will come back and you- look and see and see right. what kind of experience we actually have. And I'll say cheerio and then pass over to Garvin so he can say cheerio.
0: <laughs> I think make friends and influence people pop into mind, but I think might just change us slightly to create relationships and influence people and get customers even better (laughs) see you soon take care bye bye
1: do what it says on the tin follow and share